0: Hi there. Welcome to the From Lab to Launch podcast by Qualio, where we share inspiring stories from the people on the front lines of life sciences. Tune in and leave inspired to bring your life-saving products to the world. Hi, everyone, and thanks for tuning in to From Lab to Launch by Qualio. I'm Meg, your host. Glad to be here and really excited about today's episode. Before we get started, we'd love it if you rated the podcast, It's easy to do and share it with any of your science nerd friends. We know you've got some. If you'd like to be on the show, please see the show notes for an application. Mark McDonough is the CEO of Chromath Code where he and his team have created an innovative high-definition PCR platform that utilizes proprietary cloud-based signal processing to allow for enhanced multiplexing and detection of clinically relevant biomarkers. This rapid and accurate approach generates higher throughput from existing laboratory equipment for broad biomarker testing without the cost, delay, or analytical complexity of next-generation sequencing. Under the leadership of CEO Mark, ChromaCode has pivoted strongly after winning the X Prize Rapid COVID Testing Competition in 2021 to oncology, commercially launched their non-small cell lung cancer assay, and developed partnerships with Protein Biodiagnostics and with MedGenome, the latter in an effort to bring affordable diagnostics to India and the Middle East. So let's get to it. Welcome to Lab to Launch, Mark.
1: Uh, Thanks, Meg. Happy to be here.
0: Great. To kick things off today, can you tell us a little bit about your background and journey that led you to leading Chroma Code today?
1: Uh, sure. So I um, was a, a naval officer for six years after graduating from college and uh, went through the ROTC program at college. And then when I was 28 years old, I had an opportunity to, uh, despite not having a, a terribly deep biology background, I was a finance major and in, in uh, college and then, you know, a combination of navigation and some engineering on, on board ship. I was fortunate enough to get into uh, a cancer diagnostic company called Ventana Medical Systems, which eventually sold to Roche um, for several billion dollars. Uh, um, And I joined that company in 1997. And and really, my career kind of took off from there, focusing mostly on sales and marketing rules. And uh, did uh, about four plus years at Ventana, did another six years at an anatomic pathology company where we focused on molecular diagnostics as well as uh, all types of cancers from solid tumor to hematopoietic diseases at a company called U.S. Labs. as a central laboratory. It's now a part of LabCorp. And then the last 15 years, I've really pivoted my career solely on molecular diagnostics and, and mostly in, in smaller organizations. So ran a sales organization for a venture capital-backed company out of the Bay Area for four years and then um, joined uh, the former CEO of U.S. Labs, who was a mentor of mine, 2012 at a, at a small public company and lo and behold a year later he let me know that I was part of a succession plan that I didn't really know about and I took over for him as CEO and uh, was quickly a CEO of a public company in 2013 and did that till we successfully sold the company in late 2017 and since then um, have run uh, uh, three different private companies one of which we were able to sell to private equity last year. And then uh, the fourth CEO role I have is at Chromacode, where I joined at the J.P. Morgan conference this past January. So I've just been in the seat about a year now. But um, you know, I've been very fortunate uh, in my career, most of it all in uh, uh, the healthcare space, certainly almost all of it in uh, cancer diagnostic space, from ranging from capital equipment to being a reference laboratory to software sales. So a lot of fun along the way.
0: Sounds like it. What is it like to step into a CEO, CEO role at a new company? What surprises you about stepping in yeah. brand new there?
1: Yeah, no, good question. So number one, you really want to get to know the team right away. And um, you want to let people know, Unless you, unless you were brought in specifically with a mandate to make dramatic changes, um, which happens occasionally and when one of my roles, you know, um, here, I really wanted to come and meet the team, uh, establish trust with them, understand what we did really, really well, chroma code. Cause we do a number of things really, really well. And then also understand where there's opportunities, uh, to improve. And so make sure I'm communicating with the board and our team. And at the same time, learning as much as you can about our customer's, uh, the technology, how we can help patients, um, just so, you know, I can have more and more credibility and chroma code is a really highly technical organization. And so, you know, I'm still at the infant stages of learning all the technical nuances of what we do. And it's pretty, uh, it's, it's pretty interesting and complex, but what we enable our customers using our software and our proprietary chemistries, we, um, we do make things easy for our customers. So while it could be uh, complex in the technology in some instances, what we deliver to our customer base is, is easy to use and easy to adopt. Um, so, um, but yeah, that's that's really it. I think learning the team, understanding your board, uh, learning your customer base, and then understanding your technology are the kind of the key things for me when I join ChromaCodes.
0: Perfect. Many people listening to our podcast are in leadership positions or are entrepreneurs starting out. Can you give us your take on hiring today and developing a high-performing team?
1: Yeah, I think that's it. I mean, I think, um, and I know my video is going in and out, sorry, but um, I think it's really important that you focus on just that latter part there, which is you want to get everyone to be a high-performing team. So You know, to me, um, I think establishing trust with people is really important. And then um, understanding that if they have the requisite training for what you're trying to achieve, what you don't want to do is is, uh, either give someone so little structure joining an organization that he or she doesn't feel like they're being adequately trained. um, Yet on the same time, you don't want to put so much structure in where they feel like they're being kind of suffocated. So. You know, I think training's really important in acclimation, um, to develop hi- highly uh performing teams. And then, you know, making sure that he or she is develop- developing a good rapport with their their manager. I think, you know uh obviously in in the economy today, you want to make sure you're paying people well, have have quality of life and balance. Those are all really key criteria for anyone wanting to stay at a company or to, um, to build a career. But the other thing that's also very critical that may be cliche, but it's true is people typically leave or stay based off of, uh, their supervisor relationship. And so, you know, if they have a good manager or they feel like leadership is looking out for them, I think they have a better chance to stay. And so that's really important. Um, you know, especially when you're emerging technology like us, which, there's challenges in the space and you want to retain your talent. You want to make sure people feel like, okay, these are folks that I can trust and and work with.
0: Those are great insights. Shifting back to ChromaCode, what have been the traditional challenges with PCR testing and how is ChromaCode with its high-definition PCR platform solving those challenges today?
1: Yeah, I think um, what we've found is that <clears throat> by... by shifting towards our HDPCR, which is, you know, building, using the chemistries and our software to build applications for uh, digital droplets PCR platforms that are, you know, typically sold by companies such as Kiagen or Roche or Thermo Fisher or BioRat or Stilla. Uh these, these platforms provide some pretty cool uh, quantitative benefits that uh, genomic applications can really thrive on. And so that's why we pivoted the company into the world of genomics, as you mentioned in your preamble. Uh, We're we're focused on uh, lung cancer. We're focused on acute leukemia. We're focused on uh, early development of organ transplant rejection assay, Um, as well as, uh, you know, we can also build custom assays, custom tests for either academics or the DPCR platform companies. And we're doing uh, not announced yet, but we're doing a couple of those right now where we can build cl- uh, custom assays based off of what the customer wants to see with multiplexing, which is a simplistic way of saying you're looking at a number of different targets in in one sample as opposed to doing like a single gene test for EGFR, for example, for a targeted therapy. We run 15 biomarkers in our lung cancer test uh, on just one assay with one report so that you know, the customer is going to get more for one draw where, you know, tissue sample might be a problem, for example. So, you know, traditional PCR has been great for the applications it's used for, and it's not going away, but we think for genomics, HDPCR has just, a uh, I can't, I won't say infinite, but, a, but a significant amount of applications that, that we want to be kind of first in, in line in terms of content creation for, and that's what we're, that's what we're doing now, and. Um, you know, we're also pioneering here a little bit, so that's not that's not always easy, too. So,
0: interesting. That sounds like great pioneering and great um, leadership there in that new space. Precision medicine is highlighted as a crucial approach for improving outcomes in lung cancer. How does ChromaCode's technology contribute to advancing precision medicine, and what potential impact do you envision on the broader landscape of cancer diagnostics and treatment?
1: Yeah. So, um, you know, with lung cancer, our thesis is that, um, once you, you have a, uh, you know, a diagnosis of lung cancer and you're trying to figure out, okay, how do we address this, uh, in the fastest, best way possible? Um, we've built our technology so that we can render an answer on these 15 biomarkers. Uh, in less than twenty four hours. So, what's why that's practically important, and how that impacts precision medicine is, in reality, if a patient uh, is their doctor knows about our technology, or they run it in their lab, <clears throat> you run the ChromaCode test after the sample is, is extracted, run the ChromaCode test, and then also run in parallel a, a test run by a technology called immunistic chemistry for PD L one, and within twenty four hours you'll have the PDL one expression, which is an indicator of whether immunotherapy will be, the patient will be a candidate for immunotherapy. And if not, they'll also have the answer to the 15 biomarkers from us as a first line. So why that's crucial is if, you know, 56% of the time, it's going to be one of those biomarkers on our panel. Uh, now that the, the uh, oncologist and the patient with the family can, can really craft a plan of a targeted therapy uh, straight away. Um, without a chromocode, so let's do that other scenario, you can mm-hmm. still run the immunistic chemical test and figure out if you're a candidate for IO, immunotherapy. But if it's negative, it's typically run by next generation sequencing through send out tests, which are very good, don't get me wrong, but they take, you know, two to three weeks uh, and can be quite expensive. So by running our test in-house, you know, laboratory can deliver true precision medicine locally much faster turnaround time require much less patient sample, which really gives you a better chance of getting a result. Um, And then the patient can get on the optimal therapy. And for the lab, it's an opportunity also to potentially retain revenue. So they're in the business of helping patients first and foremost, but they're also in the laboratory uh, trying to to make a profit uh, for the hospital or the private company. And so you know, doing this, you can get reimbursed for the test as well. So it's a, it, it's going to have a, we think a profound impact in lung cancer because we can help people get, you know, really important treatments quicker. And then the same technology uh, applies to other disease states where we require less tissue, it's faster, uh, you know, margin to the laboratory and turnaround time is, is better. And that's just, cause that's just the principle of the HDPCR technology.
0: Sounds like better outcomes for patients all around. That's great.
1: Totally. Yes.
0: So it seems like for chroma codes, partnerships are a critical piece of your go-to-market strategy. Many founders want to know how to find and develop partnership relationships. Do you have any source on sourcing these or according partnerships within your industry?
1: Yeah. I mean, so, so for us, there's some, you know, natural choices. Um, uh, right out of the gate for us, we're a, we're a software and a kit provider. So, you know, we we definitely want to look to the companies that provide the capital equipment and platforms, and you know, ask those companies if they if they want to partner. And um, you know, so we have a formal partnership uh, uh, and and kind of an informal partnership there. And then we have customers. You know, this is a. We're in the early stages of this, and there's there's we're establishing patterns of reimbursement for this test, which we're very confident we're going to secure because of all the reasons we talked about, faster turnaround time, less tissue, quicker treatment, less cost. So there's definitely a justification for, for reimbursement um, to be paid because it's going to save the healthcare system a lot of money and patients a lot of money in the long run. But we need, in these early days, partnerships like, that's what we have. You mentioned Protean out of Florida. You mentioned MedGenome internationally. We need these partners to work with us as we, um, you know, go to market with these tests and and ensure that, you know, private payers are paying for it and, you know, healthcare ministries are paying for it. So, you know, the advice I'd give is, you know, seek out who your ideal customer would be and seek out who can also benefit when you are delivering product to market, you know, and then, um, you know, be proactive in reaching out on, on, and, and proposing kind of win-win opportunities for those partners. And, um, you know, that's what we've been doing. And then the other thing we did is, we, you know, just hire talent. I have a very good chief commercial officer and a very good head of business development to, who have relationships or have built relationships with a number of people in our space. And then, So just by reaching out and having educational conversations about what we're doing, sometimes organically, something we may not have thought of as a potential partner, they may be working on something strategically and say, well, gosh, you know, this could really fit us well. Um, So, you know, that that's kind of the other part of it is, you know, hiring talent who's well connected uh, in the space because they can open up new partnerships as well.
0: Yeah, That's great advice for our listeners. How do you see Chroma Code and its technology advancing in the coming years in your crystal ball?
1: Yeah, my crystal ball, I think um, if we're going to continue to be trailblazers in this. You know, we're going to need uh, open minds from, you know, like reimbursement for people to understand how we can help um, because that's, in, that's incredibly viable or important for our business. Uh, you know, we'll continue to work with... Uh, Uh, different partners were we're really excited that uh, the digital PCR platform companies. And by that, again, there was a kind of capital equipment companies. They they're thirsting for content to put on their digital PCR instruments so that they can help more patients. I think there's some there's some emerging trends where, you know, the reimbursed people want to pay. The the payers want to obviously pay a little bit less than they do right now for for testing, especially so more people can get it. And so we think that trend really bodes well for us that we can deliver faster, uh, less expensive tests that, you know, payers should also be really receptive to. Um, And so, yeah, I think we, uh, uh, in an ideal world, we're an uber successful standalone company in several years driving, you know, up to hundred million plus in revenue. And then, you know, there could also be a world where, um, uh, you know our software and and our kits are uh, another company thinks that could really help us accelerate our growth. and you know they they see the value in our technology, and we become part of them too. So that, that's something i I could see us adding a lot of value to. But whatever we can do to help you know a amount of patients across the world, we, we we're, we're really game to do
0: well, I'm game to see what you guys do in the coming years, there chroma code. Our final question for today is more of a fun one. We love to ask each of our guests if we ran into you, Mark, at a bookstore or your local library in which section would we find you?
1: Oh gosh, that's, that's a, that's a good one. I think, um, you know, I, I, I enjoy history. Uh, so I think I'd probably be there, um, there first if it, if it's a Barnes and Noble or, uh, you know, or the bio, you know, biography section, just reading and learning about different interesting people along the way or, or history. I think that would be, uh, that'd be something I, I, uh, would be, kind of bury myself in.
0: Yeah. Same here. I, I might bump into you in in a local bar, Barnes Noble <laughs> there, Mark. Well, thank you so much for joining us on from lab to launch today by Qualio. Where can our listeners go to follow along and connect with you?
1: Yeah. Um, uh, Definitely just check out our website because we've got a lot of really uh, cool things uh, that, of what we're doing at Chromacode and how we are working hard to make a societal impact. So www.chromacode.com uh, and, uh, you know, otherwise my LinkedIn profile, but I'm I'm fairly, fairly boring in that regard. So I don't have a, you know, a ton of handles and stuff. So, but uh, thanks for the time today.
0: Thank you so much for joining us. We'll post all of that in the show notes. It was a pleasure, Mark. Thank you. All
1: right. Thank you.
0: Thank you for listening to this week's episode of From Lab to Launch, brought to you by Qualio. If you like what you've heard, please subscribe and give the show a positive review. It really helps us out. For more information about Qualio, our guest today, Or to be a guest on a future episode, please refer to the show notes. Until next time.